Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about strange TV shows, unusual TV shows, good TV shows, hopefully. And we're talking about the Umbrella Academy, Season 2, Episode 3, which is titled The Sweetest Job. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. I, um, after watching this episode, I, I'm... I've always kind of enjoyed Klaus, but it, it, he continues to do well in this, and we have <laughs> some good flashbacks of what happened from the time he landed in back in time to present present day, meaning 63, which kind of shows how he became this uh, character that everyone is following with his cult. It's not a cult. And he hooks up with this old cult. lady that's got tons of money because he gets thrown out of the restaurant. And she's like, oh, you poor dear. And mm. he, he's like, and then even the, the ghost was his name, Bob, uh, Bob yeah. right? Ben, goes, what are you doing? He's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, he, like, he plays along, though. He, he lifts them up in the air, and everyone's like, oh, you know, that's what kind of triggers him to become this Jesus Christ character type, you know, he, you know, where he's able to float up in the air on his own and do all these little tricks and everything. So he becomes this prophet or whatever. Yeah, it was, that was pretty amusing. And then Vanya gets attacked by the Swedes. Mm. And then she kicks the Swedes' ass. Boom. Yeah, yeah she uses her powers and gets involved. Um, Five shows up and says, we got to talk. Within a very quick period of time, sums up the uh, what had happened. Kind of like, well, here's what happened, you know. And he left out the part that Vanya sort of caused the apocalypse. He kind of glossed that over. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's true because it probably would have triggered her, probably. So he's working with her and. They go to see, well, I mean, we're skipping all over the place. This is very much a, the show itself, and it's always done this, is you'll see 30 seconds or a minute of one character, then they skip over to another character for two minutes, and they go back over to, and it's really, you know, as you, if you put it together, it's like these characters are on screen for like maybe 10 minutes total, but they're separated up. So it's really confusing. I have three pages of notes because I'm trying to track it, so it's really hard to follow. I sometimes when I jump around like that, and I'm trying to do notes. I just like go, oh, I'll just sit and watch, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's like my notes are all over the place. Because we still haven't even gone to Diego and Luther yet, and it's just like in Allison, it's just like, yeah. So maybe what we can do is we can follow the plot line of one character all the way through. I think in in this episode, like we mentioned, Klaus to begin with. So I, I think we can maybe follow Klaus's plot line. Yeah, this is definitely a Klaus story. Yeah. Where he's more center stage. And mm -hmm. so we find out more about how he became what he's with and everything. And um, But they're in San Francisco and they're living the life and he leaves. And Ben's like, why are you leaving? And he just goes to Dallas. And we're thinking, why does he go to Dallas? Is he just fed up with being a prophet? But he has an alternative reason. Yes. The thing about Klaus being a hippie in 63, isn't that kind of... 
that hippieism kind of early? Wasn't that more like later in the 60s, like 67, 68? Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure in San Francisco. I thought it started more like 66, 60, you know, when well, yeah. uh, airplanes came out. was the summer of love, wasn't it? Yeah, when Jefferson Airplane and the Grateful Dead, they all started popping out and Mamas and the Papas and stuff like that. Well, you might be right, but Klaus is there before, and he, he decides to do it. Yes, yeah, because he has knowledge of what came, well, I don't know. If yeah. yeah. And maybe he sort of, maybe they're alluding to the fact that he kind of triggered it. I mean, if this plot, if this story, if this um, timeline stays the way it is, maybe in a way he, he's the one who started it, because he took it, he took his knowledge and sort of became this hippie, and now, you know, He's the one who created hippianisms, hippie hippieisms, or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. um, but he goes back to Dallas because he's going to try to change the history, history of at least his, his history. Well, to uh, save Dave, his um, uh, lover from uh, Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Before. He goes to Vietnam. I guess Dave signs up for Vietnam the day of the uh, Kennedy assassination. And so he's there to stop that. And Ben's like, okay, just be careful, you know. And yeah, because Ben died in 68. And so Ben's kind of got like four years and a quarter left. Dave, yeah. Dave. Yeah. That's why I said Dave. Yeah, Dave. thought you said Ben. <laughs> Well, Ben's already dead. He has no time left. So yeah. So that's an interesting timeline. And Klaus um, um, runs into Allison. Allison. Allison finds him in his yeah. big mansion, and he's in his pool. You know, she's going there because why? She's looking for him. She visits the mansion. Yeah, and then so she goes there. I like um, how he's in the pool, and the pool it looks horrible. It's all <laughs> like it hasn't been cleaned. He's just—it's a very shallow pool too, at least in the part that they were standing in. And they talk, and we find out that Allison hasn't used her powers since she's, you know, since the night neck slicing. Mm -hmm. And um, and Klaus is good enough to. Uh, you help with Ben to get um, her husband that out. That was funny. <laughs> the typewriter starts typing, or you will die. <laughs> release, release him, or you will die. Oh my God, that was funny. Since we're talking about Allison, we, we can basically mention that she's working with her husband on. Um, is it Ray? Ray. Yeah. They're working together on with this group to try to, um, I don't know if a demonstration or um, a sit-in. Sit-in. And since Ray's in prison, she sort of rallies her troops, and they call for a vote to go ahead with it, even though some of them are saying, no, no, let's not do it. It's like, well, wait a minute now. This is bigger than us. Why should we hold off while Ray's in prison? Let's go ahead and do this. So... Um, she actually uh, plans this sit-in, which gets it's pretty 
sick to watch, you know, that maybe stuff like this happened. And, um, mm-hmm. But Ray gets released because of the the threat there with the typewriter. <laughs> and Ray, the first thing that Ray stumbles into is um, a big guy at his house because Luther finds out where Allison lives. and With a big box of chocolates. Yeah. And so they have an awkward uh, conversation. And Ray is finding out that Allison has a lot of brothers. That are all different. Ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Klaus goes, boy, family picnics are going to be really strange. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Obviously, Klaus accepts the, the marriage. You know, why not? And Luther's really upset about it. He's torn. He's um to the point where he, when he's in the fight, he he wants that guy to to beat him to death. Yeah, he throws the fight, and um, five and Vanya show up to, and they see that, and they're like, "What's going on?" And obviously, Jack Ruby is getting mad because he's losing money on this, so maybe not a good move on Luther's part. No. But what did he, I mean, you kind of feel for Luther because it was like a year and she moved on and he was still pining for her. But yeah. So it's kind of weird how she quickly just, she probably just realized she wasn't going to see anyone and just got on with her life. You might she guess. probably thought everybody was, you know, they were just, they were all gone and. So let's move on. And besides, it's hella creepy that ugh, she's in love with her brother. Yeah, you still can't get over that. Oh, it's gross. I think it's gross. It is, but they're not re- blood related. I don't babies. care. I know. They're up together. It's it's. I mean, it, can you imagine if you had a, a a stepsister that you lived with since she was a baby and you fell in love with her? Ew. Yeah, it's creepy. Ugh. That's gross. You're right. So, um, now that we have a, a pet store, and we have the, um, do we have the name of this woman, or is she called the controller? She's or called something? the controller. No, she's called the handler. The handler. handler. That's right. The handler. Who she's we not know a very is... nice person either. What she? I don't. I like to know what she said to that kid. Yeah, it was something pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so we know that she's there, and obviously she has an agenda going on. We don't know exactly what it is. And poor Diego is... Oh, my God. She, uh, he was le- left for dead. And by being... Don't you think Five would have looked for him? Apparently Five just said, screw it, I'm out of here. Pogo cut me on the on the... The neck, and I'm see, I'm poof gone, and he just leaves the Diego there, or didn't even go looking for him. Well, I mean, where would he have looked? They were pretty far away. I thought that they had gone a little bit of distance away, and I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why. But anyways, um, what's the girl's name? The Lila. 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 Oh, she's cauterizing the wound with a soldering iron. She's just sticking that thing in there like one of those electronic soldering iron guns. It's like, man, that it's yeah, that's gotta hurt. 
so they're they're together and they're um, they get a romantic and their relationship is going absolutely fantastic so but of course we know that Diego can't have anything good and happy so one of the bigger surprises is that Lila is not only working for the handler she's her daughter but she's her she's her daughter yeah she calls her mum mum so maybe does that necessarily mean that the daughter or could that just be no i mean that's 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 how the british call they call them the mom, british right? call their moms but I well, thought, I, but I thought like older, like I, I thought like um, matriarchic women. A lot of um, people say, "Hey, mom," you, you know, like I, I've seen no, that James Bond where they call. Yeah, I, no, I thought that was ma'am or ma'am. 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 It's more like marm, marm, and but it's just <laughs> I can't explain it. But yeah, it's it is a, a sort okay. of uh, an accent of how yeah. they say ma'am. Okay. That was a little confusing, but okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's the biggest, probably the biggest surprise of the episode, and it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. And the conspiracy guy, I don't know half these names, I don't know why, but he he was the one who helped Five find Vanya because he was detecting things in the atmosphere and when her power triggered that's where he knew to find her in a nice big crop circle with a big yeah crater in the middle mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Swedes uh, survived that we think and I'm sure they did we'll be back similar to you know, what we're talking about before, we have different agendas going on. Every character has their own sort of uh, life now. Some of them, Diego, as soon as he's better, he's like, okay, this is all to do with JFK. I got to go, you know. And it's like, geez, you know, just... Uh, just drop it. Yeah, but he's he's still obsessed with that, so that's still... And Allison is still determined to do their sit-in. Mm-hmm. And Klaus is determined to save Dave, and Five and Vanya are just out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some good stuff in this. Like I said, I thought the demonstration scene, the uh, sit-in in the uh, the diner, was really powerful. It's. I thought so. It was um, kind of sad, you know, to see something like that, but. And that was, you just watched that and you say, that was only in the 60s. Yeah. That wasn't that technically that long, like 50 year ish years ago. And they yeah. were still, still like that. It was just like you watch that and you just, you know, it's heartbreaking how that was. So they, they drag Ray away for some reason. They're, they're always focusing on him. And, um, Allison finally has no choice but to use her powers and tells the guy to walk away. And now Ray is like, "What is going on? Who are you?" You know. Yeah, he's freaked out. It was good. I want to see what the next episode is going to bring, though. Yeah. It's. Um, it feels I like have... we're sort of on the precipice of something. 
Yeah, next episode is episode four, so I'll be about almost halfway. Yeah. If we learned anything from the first season, it's usually after episode five where it starts picking up and we start going, holy, oh my God, did that just happen? Or what the hell just happened and stuff like that. We're almost at the point right now where I think all the all the characters are aware that all most, or if not all, their other brothers and sisters are are in town and 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 around. Um, there have been enough interactions with with different ones. Allison finds out that Klaus had had helped get Ray released, or had met Ray in the um, yeah in, in, in the prison. And so there, there's all these connections. I don't think, um, I don't think know if Allison, uh, I, Luther, I don't know if Allison knows Luther's around unless Ray had said something. Oh yeah, I, I saw the biggest guy I've ever seen in front of our house, and so Allison knows that. So they're all sort of yeah. After they start giving Allison a little more <clears throat> emotional depth, you know. I mean, she's the only black character in this show, and she just doesn't, like, none of this um, work that she's doing seems to have any emotional effect on her. Like, her husband gets beaten in front of her, and they both just sort of are like, oh, okay, next. And she's got a kid out there who's, you know, in the future. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be caring too much about that. Do you think that's more writing, or could it be the limitation of the actress? I think it's writing. writing I think it's uh, writing. Yeah. I mean, I mean I she think... she had a good reaction when well she had a like she she got mad and ran over to try to protect Ray. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that she could have. It's the thing about Allison is like she could have used her powers a lot sooner to stop the cops the initial beatdown when they started beating beating up on Ray. It's like it took her so long to finally come to grips and use her powers. Mm. Can can it affect more than one person at a time? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's what we don't know because she hardly we hardly see her. Everyone else we all we, we know what everyone else can do. But hers is like we hardly see. Right. It feels like because the way that it's happening where she says, I heard a rumor it's almost like she's whispering it to someone. I heard a rumor that you need to leave or whatever. But can she stand up in front of a bunch of people in a diner and say, hey, cops, I heard a rumor that you guys needed to leave, and then they would all leave. It's interesting, you know. Again, here we are trying to analyze the powers that they have and say, how come they're not using them properly? But she obviously didn't want to or felt like she... You know, she hadn't used them up to this point. She almost did in the previous episode. Yeah. Um, but decided against it. And I think Ray's freaking out a little bit too much. I think he's, you know, well, I guess he's been suspicious of her for a while. Yeah, I think, you know, she. <laughs> if your wife... <clears throat> if you suddenly discovered your wife could do this weird thing, you'd probably freak out. Cool. Let's go do something. Let's, uh, Let's get a lot of money. Yeah. I heard a rumor the bank is going to give me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But that won't happen. Oh, well. So we're not any, just like the first season, we're not any closer to figuring out about the apocalypse or how to stop it or anything. It's, again, we're, we're in the same sort of formula, which is good because we know that the, this is, these characters are capable of not being on the same page and sort of off in their own little worlds. And when they intersect, they're like kind of almost annoyed by the other characters, you know, especially five. He's in the middle going, well, we got to stop this apocalypse. Gotta, and meanwhile, everyone, Diego's like, yeah, that's fine, but I got to stop. Kennedy from getting assassinated and mm -hmm. Allison's like I got to take care of this issue and Luther's like oh my god I'm sad and nothing's <laughs> getting done Luther and is it, so sad <laughs> he's just sad yeah he is it's just wow. like that last puppy boy who just like this last puppy dog type thing is just like you know well, who do you yeah. feel more? Who do you feel worse for of all these characters? Because they all have something that you kind of like. Oh, jeez. You know, Luther. He gets sent to, sent to the moon for a few years and for no reason. And you know, um, Klaus loses a loved one in Vietnam, and Diego can't keep a girlfriend around. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's it, it's. It's easy to empathize. Well, look what yeah, I mean, because they each have, you know, to use the current speak, you know, different traumas that they have not addressed because they've grown up in such a dysfunctional household. Look and, what happened to poor Vanya. I mean, God, if anyone had the worst stuff take done to her, yeah, it's, it's her. Definitely. Yeah. And um, you know, Ben's dead, so that's. Um, we do we ever find out? I don't remember. We don't know how he died, do we? I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't think they ever said in the first first season. Mm -hmm. I, I think I've, I do feel pro probably, and five, uh, he lived a whole life with just a, a dummy as a girlfriend, and, and now he has the knowledge of these apocalypse, 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 Apocalypses, and um, he doesn't seem to get any respect. Obviously, <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, guys!" And at least Vanya seems to be listening to him a little bit right now. But that's because her memory is gone, and yeah. she has, and she—he's the only one who's actually explained anything. Where Luther was just stood there and went, oh, 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 "I'm sorry," when I got a gun behind my back and I'm ready to blow your brains out. At least five is trying to talk to, and talk to her, and and they've created this series creates situations that these characters are having a hard time working about the apocalypse because they 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 are so wrapped up in their lives. I mean, when you take a look at what Allison is doing with her husband and everything, she can't just leave that. She thinks it's really important. Vanya can't leave her situation because she's with this woman whose husband isn't that good, and they have a kid that needs extra help and. And Vanya is the only one who seems to be able to, to control him. and Yeah, and, you know, you can understand why Vanya would sort of relish feeling needed and important for the first time in her life, even if she doesn't at first realize mm -hmm. that this family needs her, unlike her original family. Yeah, definitely. 
So there's a lot of characters we we definitely they do a really good job of. I think Allison's the only one that really, you know, she has a kid, but like you said, that the the emotion isn't there. She just seems pretty stoic about the whole thing, and you know, you f almost feel kind of like, wait a minute, did, didn't Luther and her have something, and now she just, you know, she goes into the past and instantly gets married, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but so maybe she's the least one that we're kind of feeling empathy for. Um, but yeah. And I don't feel much empathy for the uh, the handler either. But well, you're no. not supposed to. <laughs> What's that thing on your head? I got shot. <laughs> Is there metal in there? A little bit. Yeah. And she, then yeah. she puts the, the key in the in the the fish tank for the apart her apart uh her hotel room. Hotel room, yeah. Yeah. So, and I still think Lila might be still crazy. Um, but is it all an act? Because she still seemed to have, be a little quirky acting when she was in the hotel. But is the rest of it just all the whole thing with the bacon and the socks? And everything? That might have just been act because she was definitely clinging to Diego and always staying with him. And wherever he was going, she would. So I think it might have been an act and she was just trying to get close to Diego. But mm. did, did she... Did she sleep with him, though, as part of the story? Or is it just, you know... So that's another thing, you know. Is she falling for him? Well, agents do that for whatever reasons. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll find out. I just felt that the character was so sincere. You know, Lila, she's quirky and she's messed up and she has... She wow. adds, adds a lot to the chemistry of everything. And when you find out that maybe it was all an act, you're kind of like, oh, that sucks. Because you, <laughs> you're kind of like rooting for her and, and you want her character. And it's like, so we'll see. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing that she's um, not who she seems. Yeah. Anything else about this one? No. Not for me. Okay, thanks for listening.